So hi everyone. Thank you for joining again with Feeling Terrific. Um, today I have um, yeah another guest uh, joining. Um, I'm really glad that he has um, yeah making the the time right. So I'm glad this, that he's here. Um, he's yeah basically also um, a colleague of mine. So um, yeah, it will be an interesting uh, conversation because it is the first time that we are going freestyle. So <laughs> we don't have a, have a script or questions prepared or whatsoever. So we are just seeing how the flow will go. And um, yeah, over to you, Erkan. Hi, Christian. Yeah, thanks for having me. So yeah, absolutely. Completely unprepared, no script, no preparation. <laughs> and um, yeah, just like we like it. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. However, so I mean, um, I think everyone who's uh, joining or who's listening to this um, knows me kind of. So who are you? Me, I am, I am your colleague uh, who is based in London. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I work as a senior talent sourcing, the talent sourcing team at ServiceNav uh, from the UK. And seven months since I've started my journey here at ServiceNav, but um I was around this sort of ITSM service now space about 10 years, did recruitment for our partners and, and other consulting companies across the UK and Europe. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad to be a part of this uh, rocket ship. So seven months in, it definitely feels longer, but uh, for all the right reasons. Yeah, for all the right reasons. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. But maybe let, let's start with a, with a good question then, I think. Uh, maybe, at least I think it's a good question. So okay. why why did you join and why are you still at ServiceNow? Oh, why did I join ServiceNow? Um, to be honest, it was my, uh, my it was my goal to kind of uh, to see what my other options will be after being with the same company for 10 years. And I was really looking to maybe move into talent acquisition space. And, you know, I spent 10 years on the ITSM recruitment, digital transformation and technology sales in general. And, you know, I've been involved in the service ecosystem for, for nine years and I've worked with a lot of people over the years and I've seen how their career has progressed and I helped them with their career um, uh, in the partner environment. And, you know, obviously when I started to, to kind of see what my options will be outside of my previous job, I really want to service now to be the next sort of uh, um, my option, you know, because I was involved in that space for a long time. And of course, knowing ServiceNow as a company and knowing the quite a few people that works at ServiceNow and ServiceNow products. And, you know, so that could be a great opportunity. So, and, you know, I'm glad that uh, the hiring team felt the same. And then here we are, seven months in. Why I'm still here? Um, That's the question. <laughs> I quite like it here. <laughs> but why? It's a great company and, you know, everyone's talking about the culture, etc. And yes, you know, I think ServiceNow is one company that literally lives and breeds culture. And I think one thing I really like about this company and my team is in general is that the positivity, you know, mm -hmm. everyone is really positive. And since the day I joined, you know, I come from a very small company and a small team to a massive organization with a big team. You know, I was very nervous, but then immediately after joining that nervousness has kind of disappeared because everyone was incredibly, incredibly supportive. No matter what kind of questions I asked people, whether it was big, small or silly, and everyone was like, yeah, straight away there to help you. And, um, and then I think another thing that I really like about this company and the team is, is everyone generally believes in the mission of service now and, and the company itself. You know, and that's coming from the management to to um to to, to our organization and talent acquisition. So, 
you know, when you're working with a company that everyone generally believes in what they do and, and, and have that sort of positive atmosphere, then, you know, I, you can't ask for a better environment than that, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that also kind of stood out for me is I think I've, I've picked this up in the, um, in a very early on in my uh, journey at ServiceNav is that how much the senior management of ServiceNav coming from the CEO that believes in the function of talent acquisition and how important our job is. You know, and I think having that sort of respect and, and belief from the senior team towards us is is incredible. You know, you're working with a company, we, we work in the senior management and organization that generally believes in what you do and the importance of what you do. So for me, these are the key criteria, and, you know, and yeah, that these are, this is one of the things that I'm sticking around. So <laughs> I'll probably stick around for a, for a bit longer. <laughs> Lucky us then, I would say. Yeah. No, but um, let me be a little bit uh, critical here. Um, so, I mean, th those are your words, right? And um, it sounded, uh, I mean, the thing is, um, you can say it and you mean it, or you can say it and you don't mean it, right? Yeah. So maybe to yeah give a little bit more foundation to what you've just said, do you have one or two examples for us where you really think, okay, this is showing ServiceNow, ServiceNow's culture or whatsoever? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I can give a very basic example, to be honest, as to what's kind of been going on uh, in the tech industry. You know, we have so many, we've seen so many layoffs happening and redundancies. And, you know, I think that started pretty much sort of towards the second half of the year. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, when I joined in May, it was a quiet period in the summer. But then obviously, and then I've, seen, I've started to see a lot of layoffs are happening in the talent acquisition world, you know, in the recruitment world in general. And you kind of get a bit panicked, to be completely honest, right? Right, what's mm. going to happen to us? Are we safe? And from literally from a manager and from a manager's manager and, and even from the top, that the assurance they gave us as to, right, we're all about people, we're all about protecting the house. As one of our senior directors has said that word that sticks with me a lot, is that, you know, we, we're here to protect the house, is the most important the value that ServiceNow has. And, you know, even though we've seen everything that's changing around us, but here is our talent acquisition team has been pretty much intact and, and still going strong. So that genuinely is one thing that I can give as an example as to how much ServiceNow generally cares about its employees. Um, and I think that's very important, you know, and I never take things for granted, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think seeing what's happening around us and, you know, it's just, it's kind of reassuring what the, um, the, the service is doing towards their employees. And I think, you know, this is going to, this is going to be something that we will be always discussing with the candidates going forward in the future, right? Look, this is how service has treated employees and during the COVID times. And, you know, this is how they treated our employees in, in the, in the redundancy times and the recession times, you know, these are the things that is going to kind of define your future, in my opinion, as an employee and a company. So yeah, that will be my um, example to you, Christian. I think. What What do you think? Because um, oh, you're the same team as me. I'm 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 confident that uh, you probably agree with my statement, right? Um, I think I would agree with you. <laughs> oh, I agree with you totally. Um, I mean, um, this is um, yeah, especially the thing with with, with the layoffs, right? Um, yesterday, I think I think it was yesterday. Um, Salesforce announced also ten percent uh, um, layoff. Um, yeah. of, of all the stuff right and um you would think okay where when when it's us where when the service now coming and so on 
I mean, so far so good. We we don't have any, any layers um, and so on. Um, but yeah, um, as you mentioned, the, the communication um, is um, yeah at least providing a security, right? Um, assurance. Um, I think trust is a very important word uh, to mention here. And yeah. um, so far, I have trust with, with, within um, with, within ServiceNow as as a company per se. And, and the leadership and so on. So I think we are on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and I totally agree with what you just said in terms of trust. And, you know, I mean, having our senior vice president of talent acquisition uh, constantly kind of arranging meetings on a, on a bi-weekly or even like at some point it was like, I think we had like a, a meeting every week for almost like during the whole one month that, you know, just kind of reassuring everyone, you know, we are not going anywhere. We are, we are going to be fine. We are fine. And, you know, it's going to be much less work than last year. But, you know, I think that is, is I mean, the communication the management has with with us, not just us in talent acquisition team, and I think in the, with the, uh, the whole company in general is, is incredible. You know, I think that's what um, makes your culture, isn't it? Because everyone talks about it. But, um, you know, when I always talk about, service now the candidates are like, you know what we are two things we're all about the people and we're about the customers you know mm -hmm. and then i think that just kind of resonates with me a lot definitely yeah maybe let us uh, have a um, different perspective now on on you i would say <laughs> i mean we already mentioned that we are colleagues um, at service now right um but i think uh, we have a different function so maybe yes. Give us a little, yeah, short intro. What do you do on a daily basis? What is it, um, what you're doing? Why are you so active on LinkedIn? Let us know all the secrets. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I've, so I'm a senior talent sourcer. So my role is uh, different than yours is that I look after the, all, the whole candidate function. So my job is to attract passive candidates, uh, reach out to them, attract them, manage that whole candidate aspect of the, the recruitment process. And I think our role is that we usually go after the people that are not necessarily looking for a job, but just kind of make them over a service now brand and manage the whole process up until they get to an interview and office stage and, and also kind of create candidate pipelines and proactive recruitment, et cetera, rather than just kind of being reactive to open roles. And so that's my function and why I'm so active on LinkedIn. <laughs> Um, I think it's fantastic that you first build your own personal brand so people know who you are and what you do at ServiceNow. Mm. Uh, so that, you know, it's nice that I reach out to candidates about roles, but it's very nice sometimes that when people come to me when they're looking for their next position and uh, and then talking about the roles at ServiceNow. So I think you, it's that you have that sort of an active um, uh status on LinkedIn, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I was like that before I'm up before service now as well. I think maybe I'm a bit more uh, loud here now as well. So <laughs> do you think that's, that's a game changer or at least a differentiator for, for yourself, as you mentioned, as a personal brand. And when it comes that, yeah, when it comes to a situation where the, yeah, where the people are coming proactively to you, what do you say? <laughs> Yeah, because I'm in the customer outcomes area, which is this professional service part of the uh, service now. So it's always very hard to fill and, you know, hard to find profiles. So it's nice to be able to kind of attract the talent to come to you. And and I think it's it's important to kind of build relationship with the candidates, whether or not whether they're necessarily looking for a job right now or not, to kind of have that sort of an open communication because it's going to make your life so much easier going forwards. 
And and I generally feel that the things that we do on LinkedIn, you know, not necessarily for our personal branding, but it's also reflection of you and the company. And believe it or not, I've had a lot of people actually reached out to me and said that, you know what, you sound like really, really, really happy at service now, man. And, you know, you're really positive. Like, what's going on? You, you, there must be great, you must be a great company. I'm like, yeah, it is. Just can't talk to us, you know? So it's, uh, let me tell you more about it. And, you know, I think it's the way I see it. I think the recruiters and sources are the kind of the window into a company, right? Because they are the first person that you talk to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, right. And the, how do you kind of come across um, your, the, the whole vibe and the atmosphere you give to people is literally like what's going to happen when you go into the process and you come join us, you know? Because I would tell Canada's, I'm like, hey, man, you know, I can never lie to you because you're going to be my colleague. <laughs> that's a good point I'm not running away from this <laughs> that, that, that's a good point I mean also maybe one one thing to add uh, what, what you've just uh, mentioned right um, the, the people would also yeah recognize when you are not honest with yourself right yeah because at the end you you of course you're you're telling people stuff for example and it can be also marketing stuff right yeah but the thing is do you stay behind it? Do you believe in it? And they really can feel and sense your emotions, I would say. And um, yeah, so, but maybe that's also a good, um, yeah, intro to, to a different uh, or to another question, right? Mm -hmm. So I assume you, you're quite successful. Please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what yeah. would you say is your, is your yeah, key to success? Define successful as in, um, you know, successful in this role or previously or life in general. What, what do you mean? Yeah, I would say um, now for, for service now in your role, right? But I mean, that's also a very good question. What does mean success? Maybe that's another question for after the, the answer yeah. you will provide. Um, I mean, I like the thing I've done well. You know, so far, so so far, so good. Since I've joined, you know, I've always received some good recommendations from 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 the team, or manager, uh, good recognition. So I'm very happy about their comments. To be honest, I'll take everything on board. And why I'm become successful, or why I've done good, I think I generally believe in what I do. You know, I generally do believe in what I do, and I think that kind of reflects in the way I speak to people. And you know, I if I've learned one thing after the whole COVID time is that the life is short and I am just a very positive person in general, you know? So I think, um, you know, when you put two and two together and especially my agency background is that I am quite resilient. So I'm not the kind of a guy that will just take no for an answer for me is like, no means not now, you know? Um, so, which means that I will keep pursuing and I'll keep pushing. So, um, you know, I think if you put the, resilience, uh, the positivity, and then the believe in what you do is just like, um, it kind of make it create a great combination for me to keep going. So, and, and I think me being successful in this job is not just me. It's just the whole team around you. You know, I've had, I have a great relationship with the talent partners I work with. I've got a great relationship with my team, great support from my manager, great support from the other team's managers. You know, this all, this is all a combination. You know, so when they put the trust in you and they say, look, you know what, we give you this project to you, we believe we trust you to deliver it, then I'll do everything in my power to, to get it done. So I think that is, for me, it's this, the, um, the whole combination of things that I am going to be 
successful in this job. So I'm not, I, I don't think I can say that I'm successful yet, but I like to believe I've done well, you know? So, but, but, but Erkan, you know, you're, you're still here. So something yeah. you have to do, right? <laughs> Everything, right? <laughs> That's true. But, um, in a, in a, in a different, um, sense. So nowadays, um, it's talked that, um, or it is being said that, um, recruiters or sourcers, um, or whatever person in this department um, is working for is um, the job is similar to a salesperson, right? What do you say? Is it totally the same or is, are there nuances which are different? Um, I, yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, because um, yes, maybe we're, um, we're not selling a product. What we're selling is we're selling a dream and an opportunity, right? Um, in my opinion, whether you're a, a recruiter, a sourcer or a 360, your job is going to be is constantly selling to the other person you know when i say selling is that you know right well maybe this maybe the person i'm talking to is not really necessarily in the market for a new role but then when you kind of talk about the possibilities and opportunities and the future growth etc when you pitch someone a role or the company this is selling in a way you know and it's not like hey i'm you know you're buying it today or tomorrow is that right? This is what we have, and this is what we are all about. That's, in my opinion, is all part of a one big sales pitch, right? Uh, maybe not necessarily like selling the product, like other our, our team does in the tech sale area, but um, in a way, it's just it's for me. It's just it's this is really all about the part of the sales pitch that we have. So yeah, w what do you think? What are your thoughts? Because I you do a lot of sales and pre-sales recruitment yourself. So would you agree? Uh, yeah, um, I would, I would, I would agree with you. Um, I don't know the word in English, but, um, the, um, the, there's a saying in German, when you try, um, to say for a different, um, different role, something which, which, which is, um, when you think, you know, the other side, but you don't. You know, it's a little bit complex and um, sorry for for the confusion, but um, I would say it is, it is the same. Um, the approach might be different, right? Um, but the common a common thing is also that we are dealing with humans. Yeah. And the hum uh, humans are making the decision then, um, et cetera. But um, as you mentioned, it's, uh, yeah, it, but, but. But what what's driving you in in your role? I mean, you you mentioned it um, already. You're kind of changing people's lives, right? Yeah. Um, why are you waking up every day and doing this job? Why do you love the job? <laughs> Besides <laughs> service, now of course. Yeah, I mean, I generally love. This is gonna like people might think like not, no one actually ever said that, but I generally don't do like recruitment. <laughs> And, um, you know, like helping people to get the roles that I really wanted or kind of being the bridge between the two, between the roles and the uh, opportunity. And, and, and also I genuinely love building teams. You know, it just gives me a great satisfaction when I, uh, when I fill a vacancy for whether it was my client in the previously or here at now service now, you know, and, and then just kind of look back and say, Hey, look, we built this team together and you know, we hired this very hard to fill a role and, You know, and that buzz that gives me is what gets me up in bed, really. And, you know, I always tell my manager and I told my previous manager as well, hey, if I ever lose that excitement that, you know, I don't feel nothing now when I place the candidate to a role, 
it is now for me to, to look for a new job, you know? I haven't lost that yet, but um, you yeah, will see. So maybe I'll give myself another <laughs> few years. But um, yeah, that is literally what gets me up in bed, you know? And then also, I don't really take things for granted, you know? Yes, I, have, I had a great career in 10 years, like for 10 years when I worked for one company, I'm having a great time here at Service Now. But you really need to keep pushing, you really need to keep learning, and you know, you need to make sure that you do the right things because what Bill McDermott said, right? You can, it's, uh, it takes a, a long time to build trust, but that you can lose it immediately, right? Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that I always have in mind, you know, just because I've done well doesn't mean that I'm going to continue to do well, but you need to keep pushing and keep growing and, and keep learning. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't want to interrupt, you know. But I just wanted to add, so you mentioned uh, taking things not for granted. I think that's a really, really, really important um, skill or mindset or, or whatever, um, because it's also combined with, with being grateful, right? Um, so although you have success, although you're healthy and you might have everything, but um, taking not for granted is quite essential. Also, I would say for, for happiness. Yeah. Um, but when, when it comes to you and, and being grateful, what are you most grateful for? Uh, now the deep questions are coming. So, <laughs> what you mean about much? I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I got given. I'll be completely honest. You know, uh, it's a great company and a great, uh, as it was a great team and, 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 and I really like the job and I'm really grateful for the opportunity. And I think from day one, I've, always wanted to make an impact you know i said that to my manager on a few occasions and i think a few people in my team was like when i first joined service now and i've i've uh, we had a uh, qbr and it was my first ever qbr i was it was like second week or the third week or something so you know and and the previous quarter was a very big quarter for service now it was it was great it was successful so i sat on that qbr as a newbie you know just kind of done my onboarding and then I've seen all everyone is like, well, we've done, we've done an X amount of placement. It's like hundred percent of a target. And that person's done fantastically well. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, do you know what? I need to up my game here. You know, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but you got to have to, um, you know, to help up your game and, uh, and make an impact. So, uh, how did you make sure you accelerated, accelerated your game? Um, what was your approach? I wanted to learn as much as possible, to be honest, because I knew the job, you know, mm -hmm. I knew the roles of your recruiting, I know recruitment, I know how the process works, but there is a different process internally than the agency side. So what I really wanted to do is, right, how does engine works here? What is it? What are the processes? What is my job and responsibilities in what, to what degree? You know, how I wanted to follow that process to the T. And that was my main goal, right? Okay, I want to learn this. And the second, my goal was like, I need to build trust and relationship with everyone around me. You know, yes, you people think, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing, but you don't know me yet because I'm, we didn't have a work together. So that was my second goal. I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be a, get to a position where people can trust me and say, right, okay, we will get it done, you know? And so that was my really primary two goals. How I achieved it? Um, I think so. I like to think so. <laughs> you know, there's a long way to go still, of course, but uh, sure. yeah, so far, so good. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So um, good for you. Maybe a question from a different perspective again. Okay. So do you have an example for us where you had a good relationship? So, I mean, when you start a relationship, 
there's always trust upfront kind of, right? But do we have an example here at ServiceNow or also prior to ServiceNow where there was a situation where it was being lost, but where you had, where you got it again? Uh, I'm not sure if I've had that here yet. I'd have to think, to be honest. Um, it wasn't the trust per se, but I mean, we've had a scenario where um, I think it was my, I think it was like my, my third or fourth offer that we made it to uh, to, to, to a candidate for one of the sales roles. And uh, I think it was a done deal. We thought it was a done deal and it was all signed and everything. And then I'll find out afterwards that uh, the person has changed his mind and then, you know, it was no longer happening. And then I'm like, right, okay. And I kind of made it my own mission to like, I'm not going to have a fallout on anyone who's at the office stage. So I pushed it really hard uh, with the town apartment I'm working with. Uh, shout out. And I think he knows who he is. <laughs> and then I'm like, right, okay, do you know what? I'm going to fill this job because it's become personal for me. <laughs> And we did it, you know, it's a, it's a bit resilience. Like I said to you before, you know, about me, like mm. I'll take no for an answer. Like I'll, I'll, it's like, for me, it's like, my motto is like, feel the role or die trying. So, you know, so that was the kind of situation where it left us in a very difficult position as well with the hiring team because it was very urgent. So like, right, okay, go back to the square one, do everything again. And, and then voila, we, uh, we managed to fill that role and the person started. So everyone is happy. So. Well, I'm sure there will be a lot more stories to come on that um, as I go along. Yeah, definitely. There will be also definitely a second um, episode from our conversation. So yeah, let's see. Let's see what's coming then. But um, we are also living in the post-COVID time, right? And you, you started uh, during COVID, kind of, if I'm not mistaken. And um, you had um, in the UK or yeah, in, in the UK and um, a Christmas party, right? So what do you think, or what would you say, how important was it for you to really arrive at ServiceNow having this party? Or maybe there, or maybe it wasn't uh, important at all. What, to have a Christmas party, you mean? Yes. So the thing is, um, you, you, you started uh, during COVID, right? No, and... I, started, I actually started uh, so May this year. So it wasn't really during the COVID time. So it was 220. Was already post-COVID then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. We, we already passed COVID, but, you know. Time flies, time flies. I know, yeah, but I mean, so maybe I'll to answer your question in terms of like maybe um, having a sort of a team get together or um, team outing is, I mean, I've, uh, I'm very lucky enough to be able to go to the first Christmas party in the first um, seven months. And I'm also very lucky to actually, um, you know, it's a sad story because we had to say, we had to say goodbye to one of our senior manager who moved on to a different role. And we had a, like a team outing again in the UK to go out with everyone. That was like my second month or something, you know, and I got to see everybody and I got to have a drink and have fun with everyone, you know, on my first uh, six, seven months uh, in the company. So, you know, lucky you. I wasn't isolated. So, you know, and I had my team, uh, my yeah. buddy, Catherine. Uh, uh, that I go to the office with, so um, yeah, pretty early on. So and then you know, because every time she goes to the office, I always tell her, "I'm going to come with you because I can sit next to you and ask you all the silly questions that I wouldn't get to ask people." And then she was very helpful, to be honest. Uh, she helped me out a lot, and I think having that sort of human interaction in the office environment is very important. And I think what Service Now does is to give that flexibility to people to choose their own hours and your workplace. Um, 
And believe it or not, in our office in London and States, sometimes you don't find a place to sit down because everyone wants to go in and engage with others, you know, which is great because you're not obliged to do it. You just choose to do it. You know, there's yeah. different things. I think, I think that, that that's also, at least for me, it's kind of, um, I would say kind of crucial when, when choosing an employer that, that you have the own, that, that it's your own choice, right? Um, do I want to go to the office? today or not tomorrow or, what, or whenever because i think at least for me it has an impact on my mind yeah when it has impact on my mind i might not be that engaged that motivated that um, self and intrinsic motivated i might not have the results uh, i could bring etc etc right so it ha Do, would you agree or what are your thoughts i think you know you know our works I mean, my previous job, I was already working for more before COVID. So we started to kind of like have a remote work uh, approach back in summer 2018. So I was kind of working from home and then traveling around and seeing people and stuff. But, you know, I'm working from home here, but I'm lucky to live in central London so I can go to the office in London and stay in, it's not too far. And I choose to go once a Which one, one is your favorite? London or Saints? <laughs> I like the city one, I'll tell you what, because it's easy for me to get to. I walk from Waterloo to uh, to the office, a nice uh, walk alongside the river in South Bank. Okay. Um, and then it will, I will get home in 20 minutes. But I like the office in Staines as well, because there's a lot of people from our town. Because Tim goes there and then, you know, you sit down with them and then, you know, hang out and stuff. But um, I'm not going to lie, it's very hard to, to get any work done, you know, when you're in office with uh, too many of your colleagues. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's got a great relationship with each other. It's just like the chit chat and that the um, the the atmosphere is is great. So uh, yeah. when I have too many meetings, of course, I don't go into the office. Um, but the, but but the good thing is now we know that you are good in uh, providing political answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, political, but it's the truth, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely That's a sales guy. <laughs> What would you say, how important is for you the topic uh, recharge and disconnect? In, in recruitment, I think it's crucial. I mean, I think it probably in any role is, is important. And, you know, I think one thing I didn't do in my previous job is that I didn't have two phones. I think I've, I've talked about this maybe um, in a separate conversation once, you know, having that two separate mobile phones, the one is for completely for work and the one is for person only. And... Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, when evening comes or the weekend comes and, you know, when I don't look at work because I don't need to, that kind of helps me to kind of clear my head and then just completely recharge. Or even when I go on a holiday, I didn't, you know, I don't need to take my work phone. I don't need to do anything related to work. I didn't do that in my previous job. It was only one phone. It was constant go, go, go. And, and I got advised by my colleagues and, and, and a team, team, and my manager as well, that was, keep it separate. You know, you have an allowance and, you know, you have the options, keep it separate. And I'm glad I did that because I think it's extremely important because, you know, we, we have a very stressful job. We deal with people, uh, we work to deadlines and, you know, and it, 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 our job requires a lot of attention to detail. So every little sort of mistake you can make can cause big consequences, you know? So I think it's important that, you know, you kind of take yourself out of situations sometimes when you're not feeling great and just, you know, go and have fun and, you know, maybe go get some air and go for a run. I think that's very, very important. And I think service number has done that really well to employees. You know, we got 
meetings on our calendars to say, hey, this is for, um, you know, non-meeting zone and, you know, no one has meetings at this times or we get given well-being days, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Six days off when everyone is just enjoying themselves with their family and friends or whatever. I mean, I think ServiceNow is definitely messing in people's mental health because they know that happy employees, happy company. So, and for me, that's very important as well. You know, I think recharging and then just kind of disconnected from your, uh, from your job is just extremely important. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of activities or hobbies do you have to, so where do you (laughs) recharge your batteries or with what activities do you recharge your batteries? Well, uh, there's two things I (laughs) am. My manager's gonna laugh at this. <laughs> I like running one because I, I I go for a run quite often, and that's one thing I always do after work during the week. And my other favorite activities that I kind of like living in London and you know being in England for seventeen years, I, I like to I like my pubs, you know, uh, after work beers or um, you know weekend beers and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, important. Would you say it's a it's a known culture with the pubs? Um, well, in the city, it starts from Thursday, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, Friday after work. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's regardless. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm doing dry gen now. So I promised myself to not have a drink for five weeks. So, um, ask me again in five weeks time and then see how that went. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I mean, I like, I like walking around as well, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm a very, very outgoing person. So I like yeah. socializing with friends and I like running and, you know, I live in Battersea because I have two big parks around me. So as long now as the question, Erkan. So when you do uh, your runs, when you uh, do your walks, mm-hmm. what's your favorite podcast you're listening? Oh, I, <laughs> if you're thinking about me listening to some motivation podcast, I actually don't do that to be honest. I should, but I was listening like, to Spotify. <laughs> So I have a playlist of all kinds of tunes and soundtracks on that. So I just put Spotify because I call that. That's the wrong answer, Erkan. You have to work on that one. <laughs> you know, I'm just being completely honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, I. Much know, appreciated. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, me running is like me recharging and completely being mm. myself. You know, when I put my music yeah. and I just go for a run and in my own hours, in my own distance, in my own location. It's just like, right, just let's just It's different, it. yeah. It's different, yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of uh, cheesy tunes that I listen on uh, on Spotify. Everything from, I don't know, Linkin Park to uh, David Guetta. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite then? My favorite music? Yeah, your favorite music you're tuning in when you when you walk, when you run. Oof. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I listen to Clapton a lot, the DJ, actually he's German. Um, I love his tunes. Uh, he's one of my favorite now. I've listened to his podcast and, you know, I kind of like all kind of music to be honest, but I'm more of a sort of house music, tech house type. Yeah. Uh, I did my fair share of partying in over the, over the years. So, uh, but I'm way too old for that now. So, <laughs> so when will, when will we go to Tomorrowland then? Let's go this year. <laughs> let's go. Let's just put on the calendar. <laughs> yeah. Let let's uh, let's ask for PTO then. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll do it on the well-being weekend, and then hopefully we'll just uh, uh, you don't have to ask for PTO. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's a well-being day, isn't it? You know, you're out celebrating life. So. That's true. That's true. Just letting go, everything kind of. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. May, may, maybe another another. Um, yeah, where, where I'm curious to, to get your thoughts on um, continuous learning, right? Maybe from, from one perspective, from, from a mindset perspective. So what's your approach on, uh, on that topic, but also when it comes 
to continuous learning per se, how do you make sure to keep in that kind of state of continuous learning? I think in my area in the service now industry in the customer outcomes is important to keep up with the, the, the workflows that we have and the technology that we use, et cetera. And then what I've actually started to do is my service now fundamentals course. Um, because I really wanted to learn the products, you know, I wanted to kind of understand what it is, what it does and get in more detail. And that is one thing that I've been doing, actually, I'm not going to lie. I was, I've been slacking that a little bit. Um, so that's one thing that I genuinely want to get done. And then from then on, I want to progress into more, what other parts of the products I can learn, whether it's going to be the pre-sales or the sales. And the reason I want to do that is. And I also um, uh, I read a lot of articles on social talent about um, the talent acquisition and, and, and recruitment in general. But I really want to focus on the ServiceNow product training in general. Mm. This is my goal this year is because I really want to learn as much as possible. And I think it's very important for my mindset to learn about the product. And it, it's let's learn something new and new technology because it just makes my conversation with the candidates so much better. And, and then and see where, you, where, where, where your career takes you. I mean, I've, I've had that a question of, a couple of times, actually, is that, oh, whether I want to work as a technical consultant. And that's not the case. <laughs> but um, I think learning that is incredibly important for me. So that's yep. my goal, really. So that's what I'm going to get done. And then I want to get that done and then um, to see if I can do my uh, CA certification, you know, to be, a, be an expert. So that's my primary goal. Yeah. Thank you, Erica. Now I'm feeling bad because I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think we're so lucky because we've got so much learning and training opportunities, like the new uh, learning program for Fred. It's just everything is there. I need to play around with it because there's so much more, I think, that we can do. You know, I've, I've did a course, for example, on uh, storytelling uh, with presentation. Uh, we provided by service. That was incredible um, when they tied up, tied it up with the, uh, the filmmaking. You know, so when you, you've got storytelling and filmmaking, it says uh, every scene in the movie has a meaning and it has to have a meaning it's just like every slide or every word you put on a presentation has to have a meaning you know and i'm like that's fantastic so everything you even write has to have some 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 sort of a point you know um so that training is that even the provider tells it was like even for like a few hours or a, a, an hour it's just incredibly important that sticks with you you know so okay. what we want to do my next presentation is going to be a fantastic storytelling <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no pressure. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> no, but but that that's indeed um, a good point. Um, and um, I mean, storytelling per se is a quite a, also important for your role, right? Um, so yeah, no waste of time. Absolutely. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's great that actually the company and my manager like, but they very much encourage learning and training opportunities. You know, take time an hour a day or something your work hour to actually do some training, self-development, uh, whatever it is, you can choose that as well. You know, um, I choose to learn the service of fundamentals. Some of my team members might choose to learn, I don't know, Microsoft Office or further talent acquisition kind of techniques or sourcing, et cetera. You know, of course I'll do it on the side, but that's what I really wanted to kind of focus on. So it's incredibly important and it's great for business to say, right, you choose what you want to kind of learn and self-develop. Um, I think that's great. Um, from business to us as well. Yeah. Maybe a different thing. Um, what do you think about um, the World Cup regarding England? 
in Germany. Uh, Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> I mean, Germany, yeah, you guys done all right. Could have done better, let's be honest. But, um, you know, maybe they didn't perform that well. But uh, there's always next one. Uh, England, don't ask. You know, so, uh, I mean, I'd rather lose the game in 90 minutes, you know, not on penalties yeah. or overtime, you know. It's just... Um, yeah, like with the uh, the last Euro Cup when the uh, the last penalty was just uh, not good, and then we lost it again to a penalty. It was kick off, and it's like, oh no, you know, it's just. Uh, but at least we lost a team that went to the final and lost Argentina on the penalties, you know. So, but it yeah. was great watch though. You know, I really enjoyed the whole uh, tournament. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm looking forward to Euros now actually as well. So England is doing really well. You know, if you look at the um, the recent achievements, the final, semi-final, quarter-final. So it's a it's a very sort of big contender in uh, in the tournaments now. So yeah, let's see. We got so close so far. Maybe we'll win the next one. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe we'll do a uh, Germany uh, England final, right? Yeah, hopefully not because I I am not so confident about Germany to be honest. But when we have a look um, at, at Germany um, from a different perspective, right? So basically they are knocked out, right? And they have to yeah stand up again for for the Euro you mentioned. What do you think? I mean, do, did you have such a situation so far where you have been knocked out and where you you have to get self confidence also again? Of course, you know, I mean, I think before service now, when I got down, it's like one, I think it was 2020, you know, when the COVID hits, I've had a very, in my previous role, I've had a very bad year. I mean, I, most people actually had a very bad year, but I took that very personal, actually, in terms of my billing and then the, um, the amount of placements I've done. And it was just like, right, what's just happened this year? I took that very personal. I actually kind of blame myself. I'm like, what, what is it that I've done wrong, you know? Uh, that affected me a lot mentally and personally. And I'm not gonna, I, I'm gonna give a big shout out to my ex boss here because um, he supported me all the way through that year. And you know, said, right, okay, you know, you've done this, it's quite not good, but everyone else has done the same. So it's not you, I can, it's the market. So don't believe, don't lose believe in yourself and your abilities because all the way through over the years, you've done really well. And the next year, I came back with that motivation and I've had one of the best years I've had in the business in 2021. You know, I think sometimes if I've learned anything in recruitment and, and, and life in general, I think maybe in professional life in general, do not take things personal. And, you know, you can always come back from it. Honestly, you can always come back from it. And that's exactly what I've did. I mean, I, it took me a while to kind of recover from that. Uh, yeah. towards the end of 2020, but then 2021 was the best year ever. So, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the, the, when, night, when, when life knocks you down and get up, Say hello and then just keep going. So <laughs> that, that that's a good point. Um, so would you agree then when I say a good manager, besides the yeah expertise in in the field and so on, is empathy, emotional intelligence, and really the intrinsic motivation for the employee. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you know, you have to be a people's manager. You know, you need to be able to know how to talk to people. You need to be able to read their emotions. You need to be able to understand their feelings and whatnot, you know. And, you know, empathy is important, you know. I think we're lucky to have people, managers like that. I mean, I am very lucky to have worked with people like that 
in the last 11 years of my career. You know, I think especially in the talent acquisition of recruitment in general, you know, you can't work with people who just want numbers, numbers, numbers. You know, that's great, important because you run a business, but you need to be empathetic towards people. And to be honest, if my manager at the time wasn't really supportive and then just put him into the ground and then just like just only focus on one year without looking to my previous achievements, that would probably knock me, knock me down and maybe I wouldn't stay there. But that wasn't the case. You know, mm. I got up and said, right, okay, let me prove it that was a one-off. You know, I wouldn't have ever done that without supporting my manager. Definitely. You know, it all would come down to you. Like I said, the, the mental support around you from your team and everyone is just incredibly, incredibly important. Because I think, you know, it's, it's not just an individual role, you know. It's, yes, it's an individual role, but it's, it's also a, an extremely important to realize that it's a teamwork. You know, the team yeah. around you is, is what makes it, make, what makes it all, um, what makes it important. You know, and one of my colleagues, uh, Cathy, actually said one thing, which I will resonate and I agree with 100%. And she said, I'm good as, as I'm good as, I'm as good as people around me, the team around me. And it's, it's, it's true, right? You know, so yeah. when you support each other, when you kind of have fun together, then anything is achievable. So Yeah, no, no, I'm totally with you. Um, when, when I think about uh, my professional life so far, um, I would also say that don't lose trust in yourself and that what you can do because your performance or productivity or whatsoever depend depends also on the environment and environment is the manager the team blah 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 right so i'm totally with you so yeah. that can have a huge impact um impact on you but also on on the mental side and I think um, also when it comes to all the layoffs uh, which are happening in tech um, recently, um, I think besides other things, um, of course, um, one thing what is important for the people who have been laid off to remember that it's not them. It's a business decision and they are good in what they are doing. Otherwise, they would not have been hired in the first place. Right. Yeah. And this is, for example, also what I had during my, my service now um, journey so far. I also had a time where it was kind of a down, right? And um, I was also coming out stronger um, of it, um, thanks to my manager and also to my um, yeah buddy and partner in crime, Jutta. So greetings, by the way. <laughs> but um, what, what, what she also mentioned was um, also um, to remember why you were hired. Right. I think this sounds like a simple sentence, but when you really think about it deeply and take it personally, then you can come out stronger. And this is so, so interesting. And also when it comes to psychology and, and so on, but yeah, at the end, it's a, it's a bunch of a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes even better motivation than the compensation itself mental support um it's very important you know i think when you get that full support from your manager your peers or your teams all you want to do is just give 110 percent. you know and when you give you 110 percent, and then you'll achieve anything that comes your way you know no. i'm not one of those like motivational speaker types but um <laughs> but i genuinely believe in that Go for it <laughs> i genuinely believe in it and i think it's like having the right support and having the right mindset and you know and the mindset doesn't come with just you what you say to yourself, yes, you will, you have to believe in yourself, but then obviously you have to listen to people around you. You know, when I first started, I yeah. people around me, I, hey, what's your observation of me? Am I doing anything wrong? Can I get any better? 
what is it that I do wrong? What is it that I do right? You know, yeah. I always ask these questions to people, you know, and I want to delete their observation and I take that on board. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I always thought I'll do well, but maybe they don't think I'm doing well. You know, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe, maybe let me add one, one word to, to what you've just mentioned, right? Vulnerability. What do you think this word is playing a part in what you've just said? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need to put yourself out there, right? You need to put yourself out there. You need to ask the question to people and they just need to listen. You know, everyone is vulnerable. And I think it's important to be able to take criticism. You know, it's, um, I think that is something that, you know, I've learned over the years, especially when I first started here at service now in my previous role, I think, you know, um, the recruitment is like an emotional roller coaster, right? You know, I don't agree with you. No, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, it's just a roller coaster. So we're all kind of vulnerable at some point, at some stages, you know, it's incredible that one day you wake up is like, yeah, I'm having a great day. And you get one email, it just ruins everything. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, what can I say? Yeah. I mean, it's been a great journey so far and, you know, I think it's very hard to do this without having the right support and advice and pick from people. And that's what I would recommend to everyone, to be honest, don't be afraid to ask observations from people and then just kind of don't be afraid to kind of ask people's opinion and, and how to self-improve. So I think these are very important things in uh, self-development and uh, the career progression, in my opinion, would you yeah. agree? Totally, totally. I mean, um, I, I agree with you um, with, with with everything uh, you've just mentioned. And um, I think without uh, vulnerability and th this is obviously also combined with um, taking feedback, right? Um, ideally constructive feedback. So I think this is also something um, which the people have to learn and be um, aware and sensible of it, right? But um, being able to, to take it you don't have to, yeah, um, you don't have to ac ac accept it in kind of way, but you have to take it, think about it, um, and hopefully not too long yeah. <laughs> if it's crap, <laughs> but if it's uh, reasonable, then um, ideally a little bit longer, right? And um, yeah, take it, um, deal with it, um, learn from it, and um, do it better then, right? Um, just with that... Um, learning or personal development per se is um, possible otherwise not absolutely absolutely i think yeah you said it right learn from it you know um you know you can just ask people to, to for observation but if you're not actually taking anything on board and not really learning from it and then i've kind of started to observe myself actually you know i've had uh, a few things that i've heard from my team so nothing negative or anything but like right okay i think they might be right you know take that on board and you know actually listen to yourself and then kind of i started to observe myself actually where i was working <laughs> you know i'm like all oh, right okay that issue is right <laughs> you know and i think now we are curious i'm sorry for interrupting erkan but do you have an example <laughs> <laughs> oh do you know what i actually <laughs> i want to can I, I use a name someone actually work with oh yeah don't no, no names no names. Oh, okay well um I was told that, you know, man, when I went over very early on uh, at ServiceNow that I was still to agency, you know, mm -hmm. and 
And the reason being is that because when I was representing a candidate to the client and, and I talking about the candidate I was kind of pushing too hard, you know, because if I believe in the candidate, I will push it no matter what, you know, because I spoke to that person. I know what they're capable of, you know. So I kind of was doing that a little bit, maybe, you know, and my, my colleague said to me, like, okay, you don't need to do that, you know. Yo, it's done. You don't need to do that. I get your point, but like, you know, just kind of like maybe just um, to calm it a little bit in a way. And then I think she was right. So, you know, I think they were right. So, and uh, maybe, uh, and I still do that anyway, but I think they know exactly why I do it. You know, mm. it's, um, we all want to make sure that we make an impact. And, you know, if we actually believe in something that, you know, we just want to make sure that we're hurt. You know, so um, I think maybe I got a little bit softer, but I don't think that side of me is ever going to change, you know, because uh, like I said, it's your resilience, right? So uh, taking no for an answer and I'm just trying to be staying positive and, and keep moving forward. So, yeah, I did take that on board, though. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's uh, definitely good for you, <laughs> I would say. But, um Yeah. I don't have any other topics, to be honest. So I'm out of my repertoire. <laughs> But anything uh, we didn't cover? Um, let me ask you a question. Um, so what do you think about ServiceNav in general? And then, you know, obviously um, you've you're been here longer than May. And then how do you sort of see us going? And then, you know, what do you like the most about your job, Christian? Let me, let me flip the script and then uh, interview you. <laughs> You know, I thought it would be an easy conversation, but now <laughs> it's turning around. <laughs> um, good point. Okay, good question. Um, so if I'm losing track of the question, please uh, guide me uh, okay. towards the right one. But um, so it has been definitely quite a um, mental ride with ServiceNow, right? So no regret joining. Still convinced it was the right decision joining. Um The reason why I joined, um, I already explained in a different um, episode, um, but as also, as I asked you, the more important thing or more interesting thing is why I'm still here, right? And I'm still here because, as you also mentioned, the team is great, right? I really have the, the feeling that every person and especially my manager and also my, my buddy really believe in me, right? And this is... Also, one example I already mentioned is the, the comment, remember why we hired you or yeah. why you have been hired or whatsoever. I mean, she didn't have to, to mention it, right? She also could have said, um, similar to your case, um, you know, Christian, um, we, we, here's the, we're letting you go or something like that, right? But um, it wasn't the case. But also when it comes to the hiring method, uh, hiring methodology, I would say, or, or the, the approach, hire for talent, train for skills. I think this is something which is not just important now, but especially when we have a look also um, per se, but also in, in Germany with uh, the um, de um, dem demographic um, evolution, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the wording. Mm -hmm. um, it's becoming more critical that the companies um, have this kind of um, approach, right? Because you, you, you don't find the, or you won't find the 110% candidate or whatsoever. And my, I mean, in my case, um, I was, uh, or the service now was looking for the first recruiter in the region, right? On paper, seven plus years of um, full, full recruiting cycle um, um, experience, which I obviously didn't have. 
but at the end they were yeah um, convinced by the attitude i would say um alia um, correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah um, i mean yeah and um it's just uh, just a great just a great place to be i would say um it's um it's a company which is having yeah a solution or an offering which which has purpose right and um, i think um, this is at least for me that's also very important right um so when i talk to people i don't have the the feeling that i'm selling crap of course i'm selling the company in kind of a way but if i would work for a company which would have a product or an offering which doesn't provide value in terms of in terms of a purpose then i would not feel comfortable right yeah and um yeah and another thing is uh, we already talked about in the beginning um that um, service now didn't have layoffs so far so <laughs> that's also quite quite a um yeah statement nowadays i would say 100 percent. and i think you know going back to kind of like whether this our role is a sales speech or not it's all about the relationship building right is literally mm. this job is literally all about relationship building because i i believe in people will buy people uh, things from people that they trust. Yeah, we're able to build that trust with people, especially with us on the candidate side. Is that am I able to reflect that positivity with my LinkedIn post? And I don't post things because I need to because it's just how I feel, you know. And I always try to let a humor because it's just me because I'm just a very sarcastic guy as is. My team will know that, you know. You don't say. <laughs> I just like to have fun, you know. And uh, um, and I'm a positive person in general, so yeah. I mean. It's all about, and, and I believe in what you just said as well. You know, like I'm not selling crap. As in, I know, I believe in what I'm selling. Because if I didn't be what I'm selling, you will hear it in my voice. Yeah. It, it will appear that I... You would sense it. it. I'm just reading reading a script. Do you want to buy it or not? You don't? All right, next one. You know? No. Because uh, I don't think anyone in our talent acquisition team is that built like that, you know, it's just because we all believe in what we're doing, going back to where the first thing offset, you know, we all believe in the mission, we all believe in the product, we all believe in the company, because we know the company believes in us. Yeah. Right. So, you, you know, you know what I think, uh, I think is funny when um, interested people are asking me, um, for example, what's making ServiceNow special or um, why are you um, still with ServiceNow or why did you join or whatsoever? then I would say, or at least the experience um, I have when I was talking to other um, companies, right, with other recruiters and so on, usually they were talking about um, marketing stuff, kind of, right? And um, I'm going to to provide my personal experiences, right? Yeah. I, I'm also, I will also tell what is not so good or at least what is not so working well what we are working on and so on. And I think the authentic authenticity is also quite well received, right? I mean, I assume you would also would be looking for um, authentic um, answers when you would talk to, to a recruiter, right? Or to a, to a manager, it's the same thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent, you know, I mean, going back to my uh, very first conversation, actually, you know, when I, interview with ServiceNow and I immediately when I spoke to somebody was one of my first, my first great conversation was that with one of our senior managers 
uh, I immediately sensed the questions they were asking, you know, the the whole the atmosphere in the interview and then the the whole the vibe was like, right, it feels right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had interviews when I when I was kind of like when I was sort of um in that transition in terms of position and I had interviews when I felt like in ten minutes into the conversation, I just wanted to get out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we are recruiters and I've been doing this for almost 11 years now. So you have that intuition as to, does this feel right or does it not, you know? And, you know, you kind of feel that. So, and I get that from the candidates now as well when I'm talking to them, you know, right. Okay. Do you have, are you going to be right fit to us or does this feel right? Because I think you've kind of built that experience and intuition, you know? Um, I think that only comes with the, uh, with the experience. And then having to talk to like thousands of people over the years. <laughs> but let me ask you one more question, Christian. So what prompted you to start this podcast? You know, ah, can, can you say it again? What prompted you to start this podcast? What was your, uh, what was the goal? What, um, and where do you see this going? Let's say, you know, do we want to get more people involved from service now? Uh, do we want to do something different? And what's the, uh, what's the end game? Oh, now the tough questions are coming. I like it, Erkan. I like it. Um, so the the purpose starting the podcast um, in the first place was kind of going out of the comfort zone, right? Uh, trying to start something new, trying to um, yeah proactively deal with um, something which or where I'm not perfect, right? For example, my English, but also when it comes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it's my native language, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but so thank you for that. But uh, so uh, language is one thing, but also when it comes um, to copywriting, right? But also building the personal brand is also one thing. Um, but also, and this is maybe one of the most um, important reasons uh, why I started the podcast is having talks with interesting people. And with interesting, I don't mean necessarily CEOs or whatsoever. Um, so the the title um, is not um, not that important, right? It's more about the story the the people are telling or talking about. And um, I mean, this is also a reason why I like uh, being a recruiter, right? Um, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of different um, stages uh, in their careers. Um, from junior to senior, but also, I mean, this is one thing, right? Junior and senior from a job perspective, but it's also where they are in their personal lives, right? So do they have a family? They are taking things differently. Are they separated or did they um, leave their home country and working now in Germany or whatsoever, right? So there are stories behind it and that's very interesting. And um, yeah, that's kind of, I would say, the the, the, the reason. Um, where it's going, let's see. So uh, I um, took, or I'm currently taking a copywriting course uh, in Udemy for business. Uh, ServiceNow is providing access uh, to it. So thank you ServiceNow for that. <laughs> But um, yeah, try to to be experimental when it comes to to LinkedIn, for example. Um, I think um, this is also something which um, can be um, developed. And um, but I think also what's crucial for the the podcast per se is 
I don't know if you heard about um, that um, that quote. I also can't remember from which person it was and how it was exactly. But basically, it's about um, the balance between patience and um, passion and how impatience can have negative impact on your success, whatever success uh, is meaning, right? Um, and that's very interesting. So um, I also had some experience in the past where my impatience was harmful. <laughs> so I tried to get the right balance, right? Um, but um, yeah, let's see. Let's see where the podcast is going. Fantastic. Maybe you'll, uh, we'll get um, someone from the P4 to, uh, to come talk to you as well, you know? Let's see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, never say never, no. always aim high. That's true. <laughs> and let me have one last question completely outside the topic now because this is something that i'm trying for the business okay and i've been asked to do but and i want and that someone else's opinion on this ai in recruitment what do you think why why is all this sort of like questions always ask like hey artificial intelligence is going to raise recruiters and xyz what's your thing mm. like just i'm really curious um I think, so to take it up front, right, I'm not the expert within this field. Yeah. However, I did write my bachelor thesis about um, AI in um, in the recruitment and especially when it comes to, um, to um, recognizing speech, right, and analyze it and um, learn from it, et cetera. So I think it has um, kind of a, up to a certain extent, um, huge potential. Right. So, for example, in first conversations, first conversations could be done um, by our AI, for example. Taking taking it from there, I would say um, it's still with us. Right. Yeah. But um, it also depends on the company and what kind of um, target audience you're, you're trying to reach. Right. So, for example, is it um, a very senior role where it is um, very complex and um, what you're looking for, et cetera, then it might not be um, ideal, right? But for example, when it's kind of a mass recruiting, I don't know if that's the right wording, then um, it might be good to save time for, for, for the recruiters, right? And then to be more yeah, specific with um, the after work, if that makes sense. Yeah. So up to a certain extent, um, it, it could be good because I mean, it, it's very interesting, right? Um, Nowadays, I can't remember the, the companies who are already out there, but there are companies already out there who are having a solution which you can use and which can tell you kind of the things between the sentences. So, for example, what kind of emotional state this person is or has, right? What, what she might mean with something and so on and so on. And that's very interesting. So I think it's a topic which is also combined to, to an ethical piece. So we have also to be cautious about that. But um, I mean, the thing is, let's be open for it. I mean, otherwise, um, yeah, we would be stuck in the 15th century or something. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's my, my, my opinion. Absolutely. I think automating part is, uh, is good if to maybe just kind of take some of the manual processing and from us, but. I mean, you know, the way I see it, if I don't think any, the AI can do what we do because our job is all about human interaction and, and human emotions and, and, and trying to yeah. understand what they want and 
how they feel and then try to be able to react to situations in the, in the, in the best possible way and, and, and in the best times, you know, because I think that's what recruitment is all about. You need to understand and, and get a sense of the situation and just kind of react to it. You know, if, if AI is, can, if AI can do that, then we are on a, we are on a big problem anyway. This is like the, uh, the Skynet has entered the chat. So, <laughs> you know, we're talking about the whole, uh, Terminator doom doom day. So, <laughs> well, we'll see, you know, if, if they're able to program themselves anyway, we are, uh, we are in a big problem. So, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, uh, our jobs won't be uh, redundant, right? Um, it will be evolved. And I think, um, Evolvement is quite good because um, otherwise, uh, yeah, you also won't um, develop yourself, right? Whatever that that might uh, might mean and be, but um, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see see um, what the next uh, few years is gonna bring because technology is evolving constantly, and then I think I'm just in a way glad to be working in the technology area for a, for a company in the software industry, because you are able to kind of follow things, just things closely. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do the service at Fundamentals course, because I just want to learn as much as possible and the tech side of things. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what it's going to bring. I'm trying, uh, I, I try this new tool called chat, uh, GBT that everyone is talking about. And, uh, I'm not going to lie it, that, that tool is a bit scary with what, what it can do. <laughs> Why, 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 why is it scary? I mean, it's, it's incredible that, uh, it's able to kind of analyze the whole internet and give you answers. And then, you know, I've asked about some, how do you to do this project and all that I knew the answer and it gave me the exact answer that I was right. You know, the AI tool and then just walked me some funny stories and stuff as well. When I asked for it, I'm just, I'm just like kind of gave it a go just, uh, quite recently, but it's incredible what, what it can do, you know? And it's just, I think for, um, it just came onto the market. I think it's this kind of, uh, there's, there's still room to grow in that, you know? And in my opinion, I think we could use it as a, like a, a bit of like a Google, you know, in terms of searching mm -hmm. and what this is, what, what does that do? What's that does and how does that work? And what kind of questions should you ask this person and that person or just kind of like, right, I've received this email, what the emotions in the email is going to be. And then AI is able to tell you that. So this is incredible. And I've messaged my manager, I'm like, you know, I like this tool. I'm also be scared. <laughs> You know, so, you know, I have mixed emotions, honestly. That's why I want someone else from my team to actually try it as well, because I'm, I'm very much in between us to like, right, okay, where is this going to go? I'm sure it's going to make our life so much easier at some point. Hmm. But, you know, I'm also kind of like, uh, in a way, oof, this is the technology is getting way too advanced. You know, um, the AI is just the next thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Taking it uh, um, for for a simpler use case, what do you think about um, a transcription software? So when you record the the conversation, there will be a transcript, and then you can search for keywords and write a and you will get an automated summary out of that. I, I think that's incredible, to be honest. Um, you know, I barely use not pen and paper, and I don't think I, I can't even read my own handwriting actually because I haven't used it like that. To be honest, I'll just write everything on a, a piece of uh, on, on a computer immediately um, when I'm talking to people and stuff. So I think, you know, recording a conversation and letting that conversation translate into a transcript is incredible, you know, so that you don't need to focus on writing or taking notes. You can just focus on a conversation and you know that you're going to be able to go back to the conversation and read about it. Um, I think is incredible. I think for me, that excites me more than the AI, to be completely honest. 
you know, because um, mm-hmm. I think focusing on the outcome of the conversation rather than trying to take notes, I think during the conversation is much better. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, that's, that's, that's an incredible tool. I mean, I've uh, received a voicemail from Zoom the other day and I couldn't understand what the person was saying and Zoom would just transcribe it for me. I'm like, oh, right, okay. You know, that's incredible. You know, it's, um, that's how advanced technology is. So um, I'd like to see that evolve and progress further, actually. Definitely. Yeah, because I think that is going to be a, a game changer for our industry. In recruitment in general, I think in any industry in general, you know, anything that is going to, you have a face-to-face meeting or um, having a conversation with people so that you're not able to just kind of like take notes and just let that do it for you so that you can just kind of tweak the uh, the whole thing afterwards. I think it's incredible. I mean, I'm just amazed how, how, how advanced technology has gotten so far. Yeah. Yeah. I already have a topic for our next uh, conversation. Let us talk about new, new new work then. A new work? Yeah. What do you mean? As in new art of working. Art of working? Yeah, for example, remote work or hybrid work or stuff like that. For example, I just read um an article, so mm-hmm. not yet fully, so I'm not uh, really into it. But basically, Shopify is changing the art, how they are collaborating. Ah, uh, right. Okay, yeah, I've read that. Yeah. Did you read it? Yeah, I've, I've heard that um, they will not have any meetings that, is, that requires more than three people at the same time. Uh, so that doesn't need to have an audience and stuff. I mean, I'm not really sure... I agree to, to a degree because, you know, yeah, we do have a lot of meetings that has more than three, four people, but it's not because we are just doing it for the numbers because we need that meeting to happen between that amount of people, you know? Um, so I'm really not sure if that is, for me, is a game changer, you know? It's like, uh, are anyone more than three people is not going to happen. Well, if I have to have 10 people in a meeting because it's what business requires or if it's a customer meeting, et cetera, it is what it is. So I really don't think that as a game changer, in my opinion. Um, so they might see that as something that could work for their business. But I don't really see how is that going to work for our business. You know, um, you know, we have interviews with panel, for example, that requires more than four or five people because we, we want to minimize the time that we spend with the candidates and then just kind of shorten the process time. You know, or our, our, um, our pre-sales consultants has got pitches to the customers that has required more than three decision makers. You know, or we have team meetings that requires few hiring managers and, and, and two talent position persons. So, you know, so I really don't know how that will work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really love to understand the thought process behind that decision, to be honest. Uh, but I really don't know. I mean, for me, it's not like, oh my God, I read this and it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's going to change everyone's life. I don't know. You know, so what do you think? I mean, is this something that you, you think is going to be like, wow, that's just like, oh, the next level. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really get the whole concept, to be honest. Yeah. Um, as already mentioned, I didn't read the whole article yet, so I have to do that <laughs> and come back to you. It was but, the um... lines of that Shopify won't have meetings with more than three people on it, or something like that, something along those lines. Yeah, I think so. I'm curious how how it will be going with that, right? But I think the the thinking behind is much more interesting. Trying to kind of maybe evolutionize or revolutionize the art or how we are working. I think having the courage 
to start something like that is much more interesting than the result per se, mm -hmm. because I think this is the right mindset. This is the mindset, um, yeah, organizations should have to, yeah, um, still be, um, yeah, keep, keep, keeping developing um, themselves, but also, um, I mean, I wouldn't want to work for a company which don't or doesn't have an approach to this topic like like Shopify, right? So, so a company which says we did it um, all the time the same way. Why do we need to change? Blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't want to want to work for a company like that. So I think the thinking behind is much more interesting, as you also mentioned, as the result per se. Absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I love to hear the thought process behind it. And, and you know, I'm, I mean, sometimes one process or uh, something that works for one company doesn't necessarily need to work for every company. You know, if I was to, if you imagine if you were to implement that to ServiceNow, like, well, how would you, how can you do that? You know, would it would it work? Would it work? I don't know. We can try it, but as a concept of the business, I don't really see how it could work for us. You know, because um, yeah. some companies, for example, they try in four day weeks. It's brilliant. You know, it's fantastic. If it works for them, it's fantastic. At some point down the line, maybe we can do something about it. But you know, I mean. The way I see it is uh, we've got such a flexible work environment anyway. So, you know, if it is going to work for the business, but especially if, you, if you're working with the customers, et cetera, you know, um, if it's going to have a consequences to the business that you might have to delay the meeting, is it going to deadline, et cetera. It's difficult, you know? So again, you know, not every concept is going to work for every company. It wouldn't work. That's true. You know, you know if, if it works for you, that's fantastic. Tell us how you do it. Tell me the thought process behind it and see if he can implement it. See if he's going to fit to our business model, you know? So yeah. some companies are doing the work they uh, work with and it's working well for them. So maybe they just put in more hours into their four days and having that extra day off. That's fantastic. See if you can do that here, you know? But that's what service now gave six, like six extra days off for the well-being, you know? So all right, well, maybe we can't do that because we're such a big organization and, you know, we got custom commitments, but we can do this in certain dates. And it's been well-received. By, uh, by everyone. Then I know a lot of other companies has done something very similar when I talk to candidates and different organizations and everyone was extremely happy about it, you know? So you just get an extra day off to spend time with your family and stuff. So that concept worked for us and everyone was very happy about it. So, you know, I think in my opinion, like just find something that is going to work for your business model, then just kind of see and try everything that everyone else is doing. So that's, that's the way I see it really. Yeah. No, I, uh, you know, I would really like to talk to, um, I don't know if you know this person, um, Jan de Jong. So he's a uh, CEO of uh, WebPower Adria and um, he's yeah, constantly um, writing posts on LinkedIn and also um, among other things um, about um, yeah, um, his uh, company, right? And they introduced uh, the four, um, working week, four days working week and how it was um, well received and, and so on and so, and so forth. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite, uh, quite curious about this topic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, to be honest, I think at some point, because every company is really focusing on the mental health, which is very important, you know, it's like, you know, it's the one thing that you just can't 
put on a back burner. You know, every, I think that I'm, I'm glad to see that everyone, every company is really focused on their employees' mental health being, mental well-being, you know. And if this is something that people need, maybe, then why not? You know, you can put more hours into your four-day week and then you have three days off to spend with yourself, with your family, your friends, etc. And I guarantee you, people will work more and harder in that third day, four days so they, because they will have three days to enjoy. And you do that every week, you know? Maybe also much more committed. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's all about productivity, right? In the way I see it, I mean, you can work 45 hours a week and then have absolutely no result in the end because you just, I don't know, whatever you've done, you didn't really achieve anything. Or you work 30 hours a week, but in that 30 hours, you achieve so much. People will look at what you achieved, not how many hours you worked, you know? This is how yeah. it is here as well. I mean, in my previous job, and I think in most companies, you know, like, oh, I've worked 10 hours. Oh, great. What have you done then? Oh, not a lot. I've done over five hours, but I've done all this. That's all that matters. It, 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 at the end of the day, it's the, uh, the bottom line, isn't it? It's the end game is what people will look at, the result, you know? I mean, yeah. it's incredible here. Like, my previous job is the same. as like, there's no micromanagement. It's fantastic. I don't, I don't believe in micromanagement. But people will look at the result in the end, Right. So you worked full week. We didn't talk about it. So what was the end game? What happened in the, that in the whole week? You know. So if you got something to show, that's great. But in the end, it's like uh, there's no outcome into uh, then. You know, there's there's gonna be some questions to be asked, right? So you know, I think what they work maybe work can work if if it is implemented right. So yeah, let's see. Maybe that will do that for us. I wouldn't say I wouldn't mind. You know, I don't think I will say no. <laughs> yeah, so Bill, if you listen to us, right? <laughs> Just a recommendation. Yeah. Four day week. Let's go. So yeah. lot of people. People have spoken. <laughs> maybe for the end, Erkan, um, I would like to I mean you it was already with you, right? But maybe I would like to hand over to you. So the last uh, comments, thoughts, do you want something to mention to your to our um audience, to our listeners? Well, thanks for having me, Christian. I mean, it's, it's, it's been great to, to chat to you and, and talk about my experience at Sabs now and, and life in and recruitment in general. Um, you know, I just wish everyone the best year ever. You know, I think the last two years has been a, a big challenge and a test for everybody. And, and I wish everyone the best um, in terms of redundancy and layoffs and hopefully they will come back from it and, and things will get better. Uh, from now on, you know, I'm very positive in terms of market outlook. It's always got the, it always comes Every challenge brings a positive outcome at some point, right? So um, I really hope that this is going to change at some point. And if anybody that wants to kind of get a job at service, then my only advice to you is that apply for the right role that you think you will be right for and build relationship with your talent partners. And trust me, it's going to make your life so much easier, in my opinion. So um, yeah, that's my advice. And... And I just want to say thank you so much to my team as well for uh, for everything they've done so far, and um, and I'm really looking forward to what we are going to achieve this year. So yeah, it's going to be uh, my 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 first anniversary on May already. So only what four months to go. <laughs> Time flies. Nothing to add. And thank you, Erkan, also for your time. It was a real pleasure. And I'm um, already looking forward to our next episode. Thank you so much, Christian. Well, have a good day and I'll see you on the other side, okay? Perfect. Take, Take care. care. Bye.